It has just passed around mid-afternoon, not long before sunset. The skies have turned red. 30,000 soldiers on one side, blocking the river Euphrates from the camp on the other side, made up now of some women, children and men, no more than a few dozen. The rest of that small camp were on neither side. They had left this world. Perhaps some bodies, like the one of the six-month-old son, were buried. Perhaps some were brought back to the tents, and perhaps some were left on the battlefield. What is known is that, just after mid-afternoon, Hussein, son of Ali, grandson of Muhammad, lies on the grounds of Karbala, his clothes strewn, his bones broken, his items robbed, his fingers cut, and the ring of his grandfather stolen, his body pierced from arrows and his head sliced off from his body. The enemy now discusses what to do with the bodies of the enemy. The suggestion moves to a decision, that they will sharpen the hooves of their horses and trample across the bodies of their opposition. As names are read out on who they will trample, tribes come out in defence, claiming that they had already killed their tribesmen. Do not shame them further. They said, you have killed our sons. We do not want to be humiliated by having horses kick them around the battlefield. One by one they went through who they could trample upon, each time the tribe of the dead coming forth to save their men. The idea of horses trampling upon the bodies of the deceased was a practice unheard of and humiliating for the people of the time. Even when it came to trampling on the bodies of Hussein's brother, his son, his nephew, they had representatives from their mother's tribe to protect their tribe's people. This continued until they settled on one person on the camp of Muhammad, whose neither father nor mother's tribe were here to protect him, here to claim parley on behalf of their son. The man who they decided to run their horses over was none other than Hussein. One by one they come with their horses, sinking their hooves into the chest of Hussein. Horses kick his body from one part of the desert to another. His sister, Zainab, hears the sound of something breaking and asks in her tent her nephew, Zainul Abidin, the ill son of Hussein who could not fight. She asks him, what is that sound? Zainul Abidin says, auntie, those are the bones of my father. Those are the horses trampling all over my father. Even after their deaths, the martyrs of Karbala had no rest. So how could those who had not died? In other words, the women and children of Hussein's camp find rest on this night, the night of the oppressed, the night of the poor, the night of strangers, the night where the family of the Prophet became homeless, the night known as Shami Qariba. Umar ibn Sa'ad and his army had murdered Imam Hussein, but this is not the end of the day for them. The women and children are, for them, fair game. The orders now come through. The soldiers have been informed to go to the tents of Hussein's family and burn them. As for the children, they're informed, let the horses go over the bodies of them. Their fathers had died, now the children were too. The horses came and carried out their duties, the children crying out, O oh, Ali, O oh, Abbas, O oh, Zainab. The women now leave their tents, escaping the fire, 
Setting eyes on the bodies of their loved ones across the plains of Karbala, the enemy approached them and snatched off their veils, faces exposed to the enemy, forcibly. Ali, the son of Imam Hussein, otherwise known as Sajjad or Zainul Abidin, the fourth Imam, found himself ill at the time of battle, therefore unable to participate. Now, with the tents burning, the enemy approached him to end his life, reports claiming it to be none other than Shimar, the supposed killer of his father. Zainab could not be on the battlefield to save her brother, but her role in protecting the Imamat began in earnest as, according to some reports, she fell onto her nephew, claiming, By Allah, you shall not kill him until you kill me. Enough of a deterrent to steer the enemy away. Zainab, by her might, protects as many women and children as she can, but even with her stance, the people of the tents are looted, their earrings snatched, items stolen, veils removed, herded with spears, whipped. The tents begin burning. The camp that was held from water and forced to thirst are given the drink of fire, fire that engulfs the small protection that they have between them and the enemy, fire that finds itself onto the dress and bodies of the tent's inhabitants, including the young four- or five-year-old daughter of Hussein, Sakina. Sakina, offered water by one of the journalists at that battle, looks towards him, the journalist, and asks him how he can offer water to her when her father died thirsty with no water. This was the young daughter of Hussein. The daughter who recited the Quranic verses to the journalist, proclaiming not to hurt the orphans, she herself the now orphan of Imam Hussein, the daughter of Hussein who recites to the journalist Quranic verses, proclaiming that one should not reject the request of somebody who asks. The journalist looks towards her and asks her what does she request. Sakina looks towards him and asks him her request, which is to show her the land of Najaf, the land where her grandfather Ali, the father of Hussein, is buried. She states, I want to complain to him, her grandfather. I want to complain to him about what they've done to my family, what they've done to the daughters, and what they've done to Muhammad's family. I wish my grandfather was there when those horses kicked Ghasim, her cousin, around. I wish he was there when Abbas, her uncle, lost his arms. I wish he was there to stop the blood from the six-month-old neck her brother. I wish he was there when Shimar sat on the chest, the chest of her father. The heads of the martyrs are collected. First, Hussein's is sent to Kufa, another city within Iraq, before the rest follow. To do so, the army of Umar ibn Sa'ad must collect the heads from the bodies, from the men who died, as well as the children. They account for all, except the six-month-old son that Hussein had buried. Intent, however, on retrieving the corpse of Ali Askar, the enemy begin digging their spears into the sands of Karbala, in and out, in and out, waiting for the moment that a spear dissects the flesh and bones of Hussein's love and brings out on it a thirsty child. 
The night allowed some, perhaps, to find rest from the tragedies of the day. But who truly can rest knowing their loved ones lay mutilated but some steps away? Zainab finds herself staying awake, cognizant that she must remain strong, that Zainab is the daughter of Ali, the sister of Hussein, and must make sure that the family of the Prophet Muhammad are not subjected to humiliation. The principles of the Prophet Muhammad are not subjected to extinction, and the message of her brother Imam Hussein must carry on in its completion. Zainab sees a Rabab, the mother of the six-month-old child Ali Askar, absent from where the other mothers sat. Zainab saw Rabab wandering around the plains of Karbala in her search for her. Rabab stating that she is looking for her son, that she has some milk that she can use to help quench the thirst of Ali Askar and help soothe his wounds. Zainab consoles her and returns her to the tent. Not the first time she will have to console in this night. Children awake through the night. One asks, has my uncle Abbas returned? One asks, where is Ali Akbar? One asks where their father is. Zuhair, one of the companions of Imam Hussein, his wife asks her servant to take a piece of cloth onto the battlefield of Karbala. She knows her husband, Zuhair, has no protector and the least she can do is provide his body with a cloth to cover it. The servant proceeds onto the battlefield, walking between bodies with no heads, walking between bodies with no arms, until she finds a body over which she places the cloth. Returning back to the tents, Zuhair's wife, Dalem, Dalem asks her if she has covered her husband, to which the servant says no. She says, I was about to cover his body, and then I looked around and I saw the holy body, Imam Hussein, without no cover. How can I cover Zuhair's body? But the son of Fatima has no cover on his. How can I come and look after Zuhair's body? But Imam Hussein's body has no cover but the arrows of the army of Umar ibn Sa'ad. In Islamic narration, Zainab finds some sleep on this night, but she would awaken every time she heard a cry, every time she heard a wail, every time she heard a tear. Zainab finds herself in a state between sleep and being awake when she starts to see the sight of a man coming towards her on a horse. She begs him not to hurt her, already bruised from the enemy, claiming that Hussein and Abbas are no longer alive, that not to attack the children, for there is no one there to protect them. The man looks towards Zainab and says, Do you not recognize your father? Here I am. Oh Zainab, how would I not be here alongside you? To which Zainab replies, Father, father, where were you? Did you see what they did to us? One by one they attacked us, and your Hussein they took away from us. The next day the women and children are made captives and led from Karbala to Kufa. This would not be the end of their torment. The whipping, the lashes, the spears, boiling water and deaths were all yet to come. But Zainab was there to lead the way. Zainab was there to protect the Imamat 
and make sure Imam Hussein's legacy would never fail. Perfectly encapsulated by what she tells her nephew, the fourth Imam, before they leave Karbala for Kufa, after seeing the dead bodies. She says to him, Oh, the memory of my grandfather, my father, and my brothers. This is the covenant of God to your grandfather and your father. The tyrants of this earth do not understand that. Indeed, the followers of the Prophet's house will come and honour these decapitated bodies and the paths and limbs that were cut off and raise a flag on this land, a flag which would never be lowered. The tyrants work day and night to eradicate his name, but whatever they do only increases the respect for his name.